Amen. Good morning. Well, some of you will be scared to know I came up here with no notes because as Cody mentioned, he has no idea what I'm going to say and I have no idea what I'm going to say. I had some things planned. Um, do you guys know that there's a revival breaking out? Uh, there's in, in Asbury, which is Kentucky, a call, Asbury College was having their normal chapel on Wednesday. And uh, about 15, you know, every, every time apparently at their chapel, um, after the, the chapel, the band will sometimes just keep playing and let people stay if they want to. Whew. And uh, I guess about 15 kids stayed, and that wasn't super unusual, but then they didn't leave. And uh, the Holy Spirit just came and fell and... Uh, people started getting healed and saved, and, and kids came back from class. And I even heard a report of one girl, and she's, like, walking by to go to her class. And she's like, oh, I still hear them singing. That's weird. And she suddenly, you know, she keeps walking to her class, and the Holy Spirit just says, no, go in there. And she goes. And now since that time, I don't, I think it was 10 a.m. Wednesday morning, they haven't stopped worshiping and praising. And people are coming in from all over, from uh, from even secular colleges, um, there are reports of revival breaking out in Charlotte, North Carolina at a church in Buffalo, New York, at a Wesleyan college in Oklahoma. And uh, as Cody mentioned, we were at like a, a small gathering of, of leaders and um, doing kind of a, a school over the last few days. And, you know, I'd, I'd heard these things and I was like getting excited. I'm like, that's, that's awesome. We've been praying for revival but then something happened yesterday. Uh, we started talking about what, is a, what does revival even look like? This wasn't planned for what we were going to talk about. And what does revival look like? And we started writing out some things. And about partway through, as we're going through that, the question was asked, you know, what? Obviously, you know, God can just bring revival whenever he wants to. But what is it taken in history and the comment was made that, that it's just sometimes one or two people who stand up and say yes. And I started like, Whew. it was like something was lit and fi on fire inside of me. And I just sat there and I don't even know what happened the next hour and a half. I'm sorry, I'm probably going to cry through this whole thing. I don't even know what else was said, but I just felt this like, yes, us now. We say yes. And I was watching a video, um, I think it was the vice president of Asbury University, and he said, you know, we've just made it part of our culture at the school has just been that we are welcoming to whatever God wants to do. We're just open, and I believe that is something that this church has done. We are just open to it. We're just open to whatever God wants to do. I was reminded of a scripture. I'm probably going to need some tissues. <laughs> I was reminded of a scripture um, that has really kind of become a life verse for me. It's been very private um, for me. But as God has been asking us, um, what, who, who, who do I say you are? 
You know, he wants us to ask that question. And yes, we are children of God, and I'll probably end up talking about that, but he started really pushing on me. And the word that I kept hearing is ablaze, ablaze with fire of the Holy Spirit. And this is the verse that he led me to. But I believe this morning he's saying this is us. Topeth, which is the place of burning, has long been ready for the Assyrian king. The pyre is piled high with wood. There's another version that talks, thank you. There's another version that, that says, in this place, wood has been piled high and the fire has come. But then it says the breath of the Lord will ignite it. The breath of the Lord, like fire from a volcano, will set it ablaze. And I just feel like God is saying to us that he can move sovereignly, but that we need to be the ones who say yes. We need to be the ones who say, yes, do it here, God. Do it here. Yes, we will put aside our doubts and our fears and whatever else and we say yes do it here bring revival here how many of you guys believe that our city needs revival right our state needs revival this morning I was planning on speaking about kings and queens this whole idea that has really been resonating since a mentor of mine spoke about how um, God said to him Kings take responsibility, and he's wanting to train us as kings and queens. And that might sound silly, but the truth is, I think that the most important part of that is is if we are royalty, why are we royalty? Like the word literally says, you are a royal priesthood. But that all starts with what? Who is king of kings? Right? Jesus is king of kings, and then we come in, and we're adopted into his family, and we become sons and daughters. And I was thinking about this fact that, you know, he, he literally says that, that he wants to adopt us into his family. But we have a choice in that, whether we want to accept that or not. And I know um, Cody knows a whole lot more than, about gardening than I am, but I know there's a thing where you can actually graft a branch into a tree, Right? And then it becomes one and it's able to grow. And that's what it literally says is, is we are grafted in, right? The Gentiles are grafted in to be chosen. That we as children of God, as we, we, as we choose to accept our identity as sons and daughters, we are literally brought into the family of God. And what does that mean? That we are kings and queens, <laughs> And that kings and queens, the thing that keeps going through my head is kings and queens take responsibility. And that means that we have to do everything we can and then let him do everything he can. Right? And so often I think we sit back going, okay, God, sovereignly move when you want to. But he's already done everything. Right? Like he... He, he's, yes, he is sovereign. He could right now do whatever he wants to do. But I believe he's waiting for a people who go, we have piled the wood high. Will you set it ablaze? One of the scriptures that I was planning on speaking about, but I I really think that there's a a different part of this that I'm supposed to focus on. It's in 2 Timothy chapter 1. 
And Paul is talking to his, um, he had mentored Timothy, and he had taken him around as they're starting churches and all of this, and he had, he had really trained up Timothy as an evangelist and as a church planter. And he's talking about Timothy's genuine faith in verse 5 and how it, how it came from his grandmother and then his mother. And now he sees that same faith strong in him. And then in verse 6 it says, This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift of God that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. And I want to just stop there before we go to the second part of that. Because I think that, you know, we can look at what did that spiritual gift mean? It might have been a specific spiritual gift. It might have been, you know, a lot of people talk about how Timothy was timid. And so maybe it was a spiritual gift of evangelism to, to preach the gospel with boldness. Could have been like a specific gift. Could have been a lot of people say it's just the gift of salvation. That we have to fan into flame the gifts that have been given to us. But I think that that is so true for all of us. Many of us, you know, we look and we go, okay, God's given us these, these things. And then we sit back and wait for something else to happen. And he's going, I need you to fan into flame that faith that you have. I need you to realize that that salvation you have is not just a ticket to heaven, but it's to see my goodness right now in the land of the living. It's to see your family changed. It's to see your marriage transformed. It's to see your city turned upside down. They spoke about the apostles as the ones who turned the world upside down. Is the church turning the world upside down today? In other countries, come on, it's time. It's time for us to turn the world upside down. And I think that this message that Paul spoke to Timothy is that we have to fan into flame the gift that's been given to us. We have to stop sitting back and thinking, you know, just showing up once in a while is enough. Like this needs to be the fire burning in our souls. <laughs> that we are saying, God, whatever you want to do, you just do it here. You do it now. You do it through us. Timothy Paul had to keep saying to him, hey, don't be timid. That's the next part of the verse. He says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love and self-discipline or self-control. That is that we will take on the responsibility to do the things that we know we have to do. Too many Christians are walking around broken and bleeding and not able to lead anyone else to salvation because we have not dealt with our own junk. Right, And we need to instead step up and go, okay, I will take responsibility to do everything you've called me to do, to fan and to flame the things that you've already given me. He's already given us healing and salvation. He's given us a sound mind. He's given us his word. Many of us never freaking pick it up. And we need to, we need to take the things that we've been given and fan them into flame but Paul had to keep saying to Timothy, don't be afraid. Don't let them look down on you. All these different things. Why? Because Paul was in prison and he was about to be martyred. And Timothy is looking at this going, no. This is, this is my mentor. This is the person. Like, how could this be happening? I can't do this alone. You see, for Timothy, it's not like everything was going great. And Paul's just going like, hey, Timothy, come on. Just do better. <laughs> Like, literally, they are facing death daily. Like, they are literally facing the chance of being martyred, and almost all of them were, except you guys know my favorite story of John couldn't kill him, right? And so, 
Timothy right now, he's not sitting there going, everything's perfect. He's not sitting there going, oh man, like, you know, all these great things are happening. This is awesome. He's going, the person that has trained me up is sitting, rotting in prison. They didn't even know where Paul was. Like Paul talks about how they had to search him out. And Timothy's going like, I don't know how to do this. And Paul's going, it's okay. You fan into flame the gift that is already in you. You fan into flame the faith that you already have. And I believe that God is saying right now today, maybe your life is not perfect. Maybe there are a million reasons for you to be in fear. Maybe your family is a mess. Maybe the person that you've looked up to is no longer there for you. Maybe whatever it is, look around at the world and it's a mess. And I believe that God is saying to us today, it doesn't matter. You fan into flame everything I've already given you. You believe, you believe with me that revival can come here today. There's been reports of people just hearing about what's happening and then it breaks out. Tammy, did you see that videos? I'm going to play you guys just one of the videos of one of the guys who was at Asbury. This is Zeke, and I'm in Wilmore, Kentucky at Asbury University, and I just wanted to give you guys an update on what God has been doing. We had our um, chapel service starting at 10 a.m. Wednesday morning, and worship has not stopped since then. It, it's been one of the most incredible things I've ever seen God do. He is in our midst. He is moving. And yesterday, it was super windy outside, and there was a cloud over the horizon that sat above our town. And people that have come in from the University of Kentucky, from Northern Kentucky, all around the world, the world knows what God's doing here. Um, they could see the cloud over our town. And that that's just one of the examples of how God is moving among us. And he's healing people. He is saving people. And people are rededicating their lives to Christ. There was a 65-year-old man that one of my friends talked to. And he said, but before this, he, he's a pastor. And he said, I, I didn't believe the Spirit could move in this way. And I, I thought, wow, what a testimony to what God's doing. And revival is spreading. Uh, a professor from Ohio Christian University came down today um, to see his son. And when he got here, he was told that revival had spread back at his campus back in Ohio. And there's there were 50 UK students that popped up last night and joined us in worship. And there's students from all around, people from all around that are coming to see what God's doing. And not even just in the United States, but in Indonesia, people were so encouraged by the news here that they shared the gospel with a group of people and they came to Christ I have a friend named Gabe who just became a missionary to Paraguay and he shared with one of the unreached people groups the gospel and they came to Christ. Like God is not stopping just in Wilmore and my prayer that is that he continues to move. He continues to move at Garber that he just encourages us to realize how good of a God he is. One of my friends told me something and this really stuck with me. He said, you know, 
it's crazy that we think this is so weird or different because up in heaven this this is normal this is the god we serve god is still saving people he is healing people and who are we to forget we're just like the israelites we forget how good god is and he's just made himself known in a special way so i just wanted to thank you guys and give an update um, thank you for your prayers and we just pray that revival keeps spreading and that the name of Jesus is glorified because he's the only one worthy of our praise. So I'm just fired up. I'm about to go take a nap because I'm just worn out from being in there. Um, but I wanted to say hey and just join us in praising the Lord for what he's doing today. So thank you guys. even think I have anything else to say. <laughs> One thing I heard, though, that um, Cody and I had to shut the video off right away. Um, somebody was talking about the revival there and, and said, you know, God's going to do what he's going to do. We don't need to do anything. And he'll snuff it out when he wants to. And I was like, oh, no, 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 in the name of Jesus. It doesn't have, I think that's the problem is often we've seen revivals in the past of like they, they, you know, something amazing happens and then we try to like formulate it. We try to get, get in the way and then it does get snuffed out. But I actually believe we were talking yesterday about how there's three kind of different views on revival. One is that it only comes by fasting and praying, that we just have to sit and fast and pray, and I'm all for that. Let's do that. <laughs> Number two is it's just a sovereign act of God, and we sit back, and he just does what he wants to do. I think there's a piece of that. I think he will just show up when he wants to. But then the third one is that revival actually started when Jesus came out of the tomb, and it's been continuing since. Right, Jesus came to give the message, the good news, that heaven is near, heaven is here. The kingdom of God is advancing. The government of God is only advancing constantly. But we then need to fan that into flame. We need to fan the revival that he started. And I think there are times where we can quench the spirit. And my prayer is that we won't do that. I actually believe that in the past, now I'm just... God, you take this, and if this is you, then great, and if it's not, just flush it down the toilet. But I actually believe that there's been revivals in the past of repentance. I believe that all, all revival, I, I believe that all everything, like anything that has to do with God, starts with repentance. Repentance just simply means that we go, we turn from where we were, the direction we were going, and we turn to towards God, and we actually just fix the damage we've been, that's been done, and we walk towards God. Right? So I believe that everything starts with repentance. But I actually believe that revival in the past has been cut short by just focusing on repentance. And actually now he's saying repentance and power. Yeah. That he wants to actually bring a revival of his Holy Spirit power that has been lost in the church. We have actually taken things and we have dumbed everything down to our experience. 
We've gone, I haven't seen miracles, so therefore I'm scared to believe for them. And he's actually going, no, I am still doing miracles today, and I believe he wants to increase that. Of the increase of his government, there will be no end. Right? He is king of kings, and as we allow him to increase in our lives and in our homes and in our workplaces and in all those things, the increase will come, and he is going to bring revival and healing and all of these things. I was reading this morning in Acts chapter 4. And now, O Lord... Hear their threats because they're being threatened. Give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. I pray this for us, God. Give us great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And after this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They had already been filled with the Holy Spirit, but it happened again. I believe because they were just saying, God, whatever you want to do, come bring healing. They prayed for healing power. They prayed for boldness. They prayed for miraculous signs and wonders. And then they preached the word of God with boldness. I want us to just go into a time of worship, but I actually don't feel like you have to do this. But I want to invite anyone who really wants revival in your own life, once revival in your family, in your, in your city, and whatever, I want, I want to invite you to come to the front. I want you to come and kneel or stand or do whatever you want to do while we're in this time of worship. Because I just believe that God is asking us to believe him, to believe him. God, the things that you are doing around our nation right now, around the world right now, we say, yes, let it be us too. Let it be us too. Jesus, we pray for revival. God, we pray that we would fan into flames the gifts that you've already given us. Jesus, will you just fan into flames salvation? God, that we would be reminded of what it is to have salvation in you. God, that this is not some religious thing that we just are part of, but this is the God of the universe transforming our hearts. God, we just come before you. Lord, we do just, we want to repent of anything that we need to repent of, God. Will you just put those things in our minds? Help us to turn and walk towards you, God, and know that there is no shame, there is no condemnation, there is no guilt. But Holy Spirit, bring conviction in the areas where you're saying that we need to turn and walk towards you. Holy Spirit, we just pray right now that over our city, over our families, that you would bring healing, miracles, salvation. God, will the power of your Holy Spirit just drop in this place. make anything happen but we do want you to do whatever you want to do we don't want to get in the way of anything you want to do Jesus I just pray for our hearts any area of our hearts that are hardened to be softened to you 
God, help us to worship you in spirit and in truth.